What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Hey there, Big MX listeners, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. Thank you for joining us, and uh, it's this is an awesome episode. This is an episode that I've been wanting to record for quite some time. Mandy Fontaine is uh, a very integral part over at HRC. Of course, that's Factory Honda for those who are, aren't completely in the know, but uh, I would imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you probably uh, know at least that much, um, but either way, um, she's basically the uh, the connection between the media and just uh, all of those who need to kind of pull these riders in different directions. Um, she sort of coordinates that and uh, and allows um, guys like Ken Roxon and Cole Seeley to not have to deal with all that stuff. Uh, she works with it. She makes sure that uh, all the ducks are in a row. And um, basically, if you if you're seeing photos coming out, you're seeing a race report coming out, uh, any information. Uh, pertaining to uh, HRC is uh, is actually coming through her, and she's been doing it for quite some time. She's actually been doing it since the 2012 season, so this will be her seventh season doing it. Um, chatting with her was an absolute thrill. She is an absolute rock star as far as how she handled everything, and uh, I can't thank her enough for coming on the show to, uh, to just chat about things. And uh, she did a great job, and I hope that you guys really enjoy this podcast because I enjoyed doing it. I really enjoyed speaking with her and just getting all that information and uh, just giving you guys a bit of a different look uh, at something maybe you don't know too much about. Uh, like uh, I think it's it's funny that uh, how I really got started in this podcast and in podcasting in general to get the guests that I got, I actually sort of did the opposite of what uh, Manny would hope I would do is to hit people up on social media, ask whoever would uh, kind of connect me to these riders that would get uh, get a, uh, an interview. Um, and, uh, of course, that's not what she's hoping. She's hoping that I'd go straight through her and send her an email and coordinate something. And I'm sure she deals with uh, a fair bit of that when uh, 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 lesser established podcasts are, are trying to hit up Ken Rocks and Cole Seeley or what have you. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, that's, that's how I started. And actually, that's funny. That's, that's also how I got her on the phone. So uh, the, 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 that, that strategy still works, I suppose. But, uh, um if you guys are enjoying these podcasts, I hope that you guys are uh, sharing them with your friends. Uh, let other people know about the podcast. Uh, don't be selfish and keep it to yourself. Let other people know what you're enjoying, and hopefully we can get more people listening and uh, more people contributing to the requests and uh, more feedback on social media. Um, and also, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, you can go from your phone, go in there, and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, give us a, uh, somewhere in the five-star rating. Tell us a little bit of what, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy about the podcast, and uh, I'll read all of those and kind of take some uh, information to uh, decide on how, what direction to go with the podcast, what to improve, and, uh, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it, like I said. But uh, huge thanks to Dave Drakes over at Collective Experience. Guy's awesome. Uh, he does a great job with the Collective Experience. You can find out more uh, at the, uh, the collectivex.com. Uh, I believe it's Collective thecollectivexp.com. I'll have to write that stuff down. Honestly, you know, you guys know I, I screw that up every single week, uh, but it's Dave's fault for having a hundred different ways to uh, names for his accounts, including his website. But uh, check that out. 
Uh, fmfracing.com is where you can take part in The Drop. Uh, the Drop is an exclusive uh, subscription service, a t-shirt that is going to show up to your, your door every day, as well as some goodies. I'm going to throw some other stuff in there for you. Uh, $29.99 US is the charge for that, and uh, if you're not part of that, you should be. Go check it out. Uh, little D over there uh, coming up with a fantastic idea to basically get, over the course of the year, you're going to have 12 exclusive shirts that nobody else can get at a store, they can't buy it online. Uh, those shirts are going to be uh, very exclusive. So uh, be part of that and, and, and support a company that does a lot of great things for, for motocross. Uh, of course, Christmas is coming uh, and uh, we're, we're only about 10 days out right now. So uh, hopefully you've done a fair bit of your shopping. If you're looking for a few stocking stuffers though, Sick Wicks candles, sickwicks.com, soy-based candles, buy some candles for your, for your wife, girlfriend, uh, significant other. And, uh, and make their Christmas uh, smell a little bit better. The, the wood wick candles are awesome. You're going to absolutely love them. So check that stuff out. And uh, yeah, like uh, as I said, um, thanks for listening, guys. Like I said, if you have any requests, hit me up in my direct messages um, on Instagram, bradgebhart 88 I literally respond to every single Every single comment that I get, if you guys send me a message, I'll, uh, I'll find a way to respond. I often sometimes even get into a pretty long conversation with some of you, which is always fun. I love the feedback. So uh, as always, thanks for listening and enjoy this podcast with Mandy Fontaine. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. Proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast Show is FMF, where you can go to fmfracing.com right now and take part in the drop. The Drop is a subscription service for $29.99. You can get an exclusive shirt that comes to your door. You won't find it at stores. You won't find it on the online store. It's only going to come to your house. Get that today at fmfracing.com. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. I'm always your host. I've literally been on every single one of these podcasts. For the first time on the Big MX Radio Sphere, a very special guest. She is Team Honda HRC Account Manager. No big deal, as they might say. Mandy Fontaine, welcome to the Big MX, Big MX Podcast, as I fumble that. Hi, hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for making some time for us Thursday evening. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're uh, probably got the, the football game on mute right now, uh, watching that uh, intently. But uh, I appreciate you making some time for us tonight. Not a problem. I'm actually not watching football yet. I'm trying to finish up some stuff um, okay. for the team, actually. Fair enough. But I will definitely be switching over to that. Fair enough. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, a young woman who, who enjoys her football. Um, but yeah, so like you are uh, a very integral part of the racing program or the team program with Team HRC. Anytime where people like, uh, like the, even just those three letters put together people stand up, take notice. Um, so maybe like rather than me sort of just sort of explaining what you do, you know your job better than I do. What is the ins and outs of your position over at HRC? Um, there's a lot. Perfect. So I'll try time. and kind of give a synopsis, I guess. Um, as you said, I am the account manager or I guess you, I refer to myself at the races as the press manager. Okay. So I handle any sort of communications that go out about the team, um, press releases, race reports, um, anything along those lines. If we have a rider that gets hurt, obviously I have to send those, unfortunately. Yes. Um, any sort of interview requests that are needed from the riders or wanted, um, that all comes through me as well. So I'll work with media. 
uh, like yourself or like, you know, Racer X's, Transworld, and help coordinate timing and um, messaging, not necessarily for those phone interviews, but for mm-hmm. TV and podium podium duties, um, autograph sessions. Post-race press conferences that no one wants to go to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So pretty much at a race or at a event, if a rider, if one of the HRC riders, you know, Ken Roxner, Cole Sealy are there, I am most likely right next to them, (laughs) making sure they're on time. They're doing what they're supposed to, as well as making sure that we are getting kind of in and out um, the way that the event is supposed to be running. Absolutely. Pulling the strings behind the scenes, almost a uh, uh, like part-time puppeteer, part-time herder of cats, maybe you might say? Yeah, I um, sometimes I joke that it's designated babysitter, okay. but I can't really say that because I've actually been very, very lucky that a lot of my riders um, that I've worked with, not just Ken and Cole, but right. um, are very great. So yeah, there's those moments where you feel kind of like a babysitter, but if anything, it's actually more funny. They joke, they call me team mom. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> so that's funny, but. Hey, uh, like speaking from a, a male point of view, in any situation, I definitely do need a mom to take care of me. So uh, <laughs> it, just to be to bestowed that uh, uh, identification uh, from those guys is probably a huge vote of confidence. They put a lot of uh, uh, dependence on you. You definitely make their day that much easier. And uh, yeah, like when when guys like me uh, are looking for interviews and stuff like that, you act as not only sort of like a liaison to like make that happen, but you're also sort of like a, a screening process as to uh, when is a good time, when isn't a good time. Um, and because these guys... They're like the top 1% of the 1% of the sport. They need to focus all day long so that they can do unspeakable things on two wheels. Uh, and then on top of that, they also have these obligations that you have to balance as well. That's pretty involved. That, that there's, not, there's kind of a few layers going on there. Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of people lose focus or like lose that when they see these guys of like, well, they're just a rider. You know, that's all they do is they, they ride and they train. But there's so many responsibilities that they have to do, not only for, you know, Honda HRC, but they have their own personal sponsors as well. So they're constantly doing interviews. I'm always like, hey, can, you know, what's a good time for phone interviews? Or, you know, when can we fit this in? As well as if they've got stuff going on with their own personal sponsors, you have to take that into consideration as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, even Feld, we were just doing our preseason media uh, sessions the last couple days, um, which is kind of cool for, I tried to post on Honda's Instagram, kind of some behind, uh, behind the scenes, but it's basically where they get all of their TV interviews done, all of their headshots, um, hero shots, opening ceremonies, all of that stuff is kind of coordinated around this. Well, Cole showed up yesterday and we got started at 8 a.m., and he was off by 12 because he had to go straight to LAX and jump on a plane to Italy because he's uh, racing in Torino this week. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a so tight, that's a tight like window. That, you're, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, they want to get it done beforehand so that they don't have to do it, you know, press day at Anaheim 1 when there's so much going on that it's just overwhelming. Um but also we're limited on the amount of time that we can provide because they've got all these other things going on as well. 
Right, absolutely. I, I actually had to laugh uh, in Anaheim 2, not this last year, but the year prior, when Malcolm Stewart came back. Of course, this is a Suzuki story, but uh, they literally filmed his whole opening ceremonies thing like the day of. Like, I remember watching it, and I'm like, I literally saw them film that earlier today when he was walking into the truck. Um, and th- those are the On a race thing- day? Yeah, they, like, cause, like he literally, they didn't know he was going to be racing for that 365 team until like literally yeah. the Friday prior. And uh, sometimes that's some sort of things that you yourself would have to coordinate sometimes if there's like sort of a last minute thing. Like say if you guys call up uh, a Christian Craig or somewhere along those lines, um, it, 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 it throws uh, you a little bit of a curveball sometimes, I imagine. It does, but I've gotten very good. I mean, about obviously kind of knowing, you know, you learn the riders and not only do you learn their personalities when it comes to um, just working with them and like how they, you know, what they value and, you know, how you can not necessarily spin things, but just work with them and what they want to do and what they don't want to do kind of thing. Right. But also just work what works with the team. Like I am very big with, I do not do pretty much any, race day interviews unless it's pre-coordinated um so if somebody were to just come up to the truck and be like hey can i get five minutes or ten minutes with ken or cole i would most likely say no unless it's something that they gave me a heads up about prior to that event so that i could say hey this is the best window um make sure you're there and then i'll make sure that he sits down and talks to you real quick so for the i don't know if i would I don't know if I would let them film an opening ceremonies video Fair on enough. race day. Well, I would probably tell them we'll get it done later. No kidding. We'll have to figure something else out and just just put that foot down and uh, and be that authoritarian authoritarian that you are. Uh, that that's too funny. But um, yeah, like actually, like it sort of kind of spins back to like stuff that uh, guys like myself uh, and there's other smaller podcasts that uh, do the same thing unfamiliar maybe they only go to two races a year uh maybe they don't even know how to get in touch with someone like yourself uh and and i'm sure that you probably get inundated weekly with people you've never heard of you don't recognize and they'd like to talk to ken roxon please yeah yeah ten uh i'm sorry ken is a obviously hot commodity in terms of you know race day interviews or just interviews in general yeah um i try to be open to all opportunities, um, just to give everyone kind of a chance. But again, there's a time and a place. And so if those requests do come on race day, I normally just give them a business card. I say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, I can't accommodate this now, but if you want to reach out, if there's another race that you're going to, or, Hey, maybe we can catch you at the post-race press conference. Um, but I do do some filtering of, you know, I'll look things up even that day. Like if somebody comes by and says, Hey, I want to do an interview. This is where I'm, who I'm with. I'll be like, Hey, come back around this time. But in the meantime, I'm like Googling and I'm yeah. searching the site to see how credible, credible it actually is. And if it's worth doing. Yeah, totally. Like you're looking at their social media. They got 25 followers and two of them are their parents. Um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, sorry, you're going to have to develop a little bit of a following before you get in front of uh, Ken Roxon. And, and actually, like from from my point of view, like I always I, I waited. I I didn't want to have Ken Roxon on my first podcast. A, a I think it would have done a terrible job, and B I wouldn't have given him the audience that that guy, sort of guy deserves. And that's why um, 
I've done, I did, I literally did three years of podcasts before I even went to Southern California to, uh, to cover one of these races. Um, just yeah. to develop that sort of notoriety that, um, sort of the, that, uh, that cachet that comes with like, like basically in, in my opinion, a, uh, the same level journalist should be speaking to the same level uh, athlete, you know what I mean. You don't get to start at the ground level uh, talking to guys like Ken, who are like honestly, the guy is like we're talking about the one percent of the one percenters, and the guy has a, a skill set and like no other. And like, I always think of the time when I do have to like shoot him a test or something like that. Like the guy probably has a unlimited amount of unread text in his phone, or people hitting him up on a <laughs> weekly basis. Um, so like, you know what I mean? Like I, I never get kind of like hurt at all if he doesn't get back to me right away or didn't get back to me at all. Cause like literally like I, I leave my phone, I come back to it. I got a couple of text messages and I'm not a somebody. So I imagine that a somebody would probably have like, just like phone numbers they don't even recognize and people that are claiming to be their second cousin, uh, on a regular yeah. basis. You know what I mean? So don't like to bug oh, those definitely. guys. How do you handle all that? people just, I mean, come out of the woodwork for sure. I mean, I don't know about claiming second cousins, but it's funny <laughs> the stories that you hear. Um, Try to speak German to Ken. Yeah. I mean, we, you actually do get people, he, he actually enjoys that, that for sure. When people do come by and they start speaking German and I, it, it gets them excited for sure. Nice. Um, but you this, and I, I appreciate fans in a sense that obviously they want to, t they want to have that bond and they want to have the, the connection um but sometimes it's just funny because it'll be like hey i met you six years ago you know at the grocery store you know or at the dealer signing and they're obviously so great that you know most of some it depends on this the conversation because sometimes they do remember most of the time it, it's like oh sorry i you know mm -hmm. we we do a dealer signing every single race absolutely so, and and maybe that's like uh, that was one of the oh go ahead go ahead Oh, no, I was just, the phone thing is funny, though, because they are, if you've ever noticed, I mean, obviously, that's kind of the younger, the generation, or the way people are in general now, they are glued to their phones. So I give them some time to text me back if I, because I've always found that that seems to be the best way. I tried, I started with phone calls, and they just, they like text. So I, I'll give them some time because they're probably riding or they're probably at the gym or they're, you know, doing other things. Right. But after, after a couple hours, I would expect a, a text back on, Hey, can you know, this is a yes or a no. Cause I'm like, I know you guys are on Instagram and you guys are on your phones 24 seven. So yeah. don't try and don't try and ignore me. <laughs> just sending, sending Ken rocks and texts. I just saw you like, um, like you liked eight photos on, uh, on Instagram and tweeted three times. What what the I don't know bro? if I would go that <laughs> just that like all kinds of hard. research on them, but <laughs> yeah, I thought probably just creep them out, and all of a sudden, like my texts aren't going through because I'm blocked from his phone. Uh, but uh, and we don't need that. I happening. actually text him at Motocross Nation. Yeah, I don't. He hadn't gotten there yet, and I text him, and the bubbles were green, and I I text his fiance, well now wife, and I'm like, right. wait, did did Ken get a new number or what's going on here? Because he had, he switched phones. Somebody gave him a, I don't know if it was an Android, what it was, but it wasn't blue bubble. So I thought I was like, I thought he blocked me or he did something. Oh, that's <laughs> and like, he's like, no, he, no, he got this, he got this phone. And so every time we, 
finished I finished a text message. I said, "Bring back the blue bubbles." No kidding. So. For, Ken's an Android guy now. I don't even know what to think. Well, no, he's already he's already switched back. That lasted like a month. <laughs> oh, perfect. I like back back to the blue bubbles. That's that's what needs to happen. Um, I, iPhone for life, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you, you mentioned dealer signings. I can't think yeah. of something that, uh, and unfortunately, like, and maybe this is, is heartbreaking to some fans out there that look so forward to these dealer signings. I can't think of anything other than maybe early morning press that these guys look forward to less. Um, how do you <laughs> herd the cats to that and make them, like, you literally have to, like, take the cats and take them to the dealer and pin them on a chair and say, here, uh, be nice for two hours. Uh, and it's something like they're really genuine guys. They're awesome dudes, uh, and I'm sure once they get there, they're they're not too bad. But like the reality is, is that literally a lot of them that it goes into their like it's sometimes it's a long drive from wherever they're staying, and then yep. uh, after that they have to somehow get back to that hotel. And tomorrow morning they got to be there for for track walk at 10 a.m. Uh, not to mention going faster than literally anyone else on the planet on two wheels. Yeah, it's. It's tough because the dealer signings aren't the only thing, again, that they're doing. And right. it might be that night, but a lot of the times we're flying in on Fridays and we're, you know, especially for those of us who are coming from the West Coast to the East Coast, really the earliest that you can get in is about 4.30. So dealer signings are at 6. You're pretty much getting your stuff, getting a rental car, and driving straight to, or at least for sure I am, depending on how far it is, because I have to go a little bit early to make mm -hmm. sure everything's set up. And yeah. But the riders are driving straight to the signings. We do have a restriction on distance, um, and we we ask like, hey, during the time frame of you know five to six, how long does it take you to get? <laughs> how long is this drive? Um, sometimes they like to minimize it a little bit. So that's kind of one of another one of my jobs is when we get requests, I actually look it up and I check mileage. Um, and I also will go on maps and try and do like the cert the right time to see what traffic is like, but it doesn't always help. You know, sometimes it'll take them 20 minutes. Sometimes it'll take them an hour and 20 minutes. So you're driving straight from the airport to a signing, signing for an hour and a half getting out of there, going straight to dinner, not getting back from dinner until 10 o'clock or, you know, 9.30, and then, yeah, getting up for Supercross and being at the stadium for track walk or for even outdoors, you know, you've got to be there by 6.30 for a riders meeting at 7. So. Yeah, no, uh, count me out. And then on there's sometimes where those guys got to ride press and they got to ride, like, so the, and I believe that session starts at noon or 1 o'clock. I know I've definitely done it with Ken. I've definitely done it with Cole as well. So then you're again, like you're you're getting them riding, and they get a section of the track. And for the most part, like I think some, at some point they enjoy it because they're kind of getting a little bit of the track down, but also they sort of take it with a grain of salt that they're really not getting a full sense of what it's going to be like the, the the following week and uh, or that that following day. And then uh, and then from there, a dealer signing often happens. So that's also a busy day on top of itself. Yeah, I think some riders probably view doing press days as a bigger um, benefit than I think our guys do, or I think any really top level guy, um, because you're not 
going to get the full race experience or, you know, that on press day. Yeah, you could maybe get a couple sections, but for them, they would have rather done an extra day of training on Thursday instead of getting on a plane to then be there by, you know, for Friday for the press day and then the obviously having to do the dealer signing. So I think it just kind of depends on the rider. Um, I know that Supercross has tried to, within the last year, give us more track to ride because mm-hmm. before it was very much like one or two lanes and yeah. that was it. And then it also depended on how far along they were on the track. So, you know, they get, Cole always says that he gets dizzy. He's like, I don't want to even ride anymore because just doing these like a circle of these two lanes, like I'm over it. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, Anaheim two this last year was really good. I don't think any, either one of your guys were there, but that was not bad. Atlanta was especially bad because it literally, I think Cole was at that one. Um, and it was literally just looping the finish line. And I'm like, this isn't even good for photos. Um, yeah, which is a bummer. Yeah, it's tough. I, I definitely appreciate them like felt even just doing what they can. Like I know that they can't accommodate every single time, but mm-hmm. it is hard thinking the amount of money that the, the team spend to send riders in early mechanics in, you know, even getting the trucks there early between flights and hotels and rental cars and meals. And so when you go and then you only get to ride one lane, a bit of a letdown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For everyone. Yeah. Like it's an extra, it's an extra hotel night for the entire team. It's maybe an ex- more expensive flight for the entire team. It's a, like it's lunch and dinner and maybe a breakfast for the entire team. So it, it is, I, all that stuff adds up like crazy. And like that, that's yeah. what, probably the, the biggest cost of racing period. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. The, so go ahead. The, uh, the guys like press days for outdoors because outdoors yeah. you get to ride the whole track. So you get two 20 minute sessions. Um, a lot of the times, like I'll try and pick or I'll let the team pick what um, press days we do for that one. You know, there's some that have better. The tr- let me try to think. So the racetracks obviously for outdoors are like pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So media in terms of what you're going to get, is pretty minimal a lot of the times it's the same moto guys yeah so instead of what i would normally do for like a supercross instead of trying to focus it on hey where am i going to get the most coverage for my team and honda and my riders this is now for outdoors it's like hey what tracks do you guys want to spend more time on before yeah like where would you want to test and so then outdoors that's kind of how we yeah yeah so we kind of base it for outdoors on that, you know, where would you like to get a little extra track time and test the bikes in those conditions. And, um, so yeah, for that's sure. That, difference that would be a huge cross. feather in the cap for a few of those guys who, uh, like if, say if you're, you're not a sand specialist, you want to get into Southwick nice and early, uh, or if you just want to, uh, like absolutely send yourself off of LaRocco's leap, get in, get into, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Red Bud a, a day or two early, that would be good as well. Um, like, you've been around this for uh, quite, quite a number of, like, I don't know, actually, I don't know how long you've been doing this. You, maybe you can fill me in on that. But, like, uh, now you've seen every track, every stadium, multiple times. Um, and as much as you, you probably don't get to, to watch as much as you'd like to, like, what are some of the, your, your favorite parts about 
the job and seeing these guys just do unspeakable things uh, with their motorcycles uh, that uh, are all shined up every Saturday morning? Um, I definitely love the traveling part of it. I mean, it's actually kind of, well, it's kind of a love hate relationship once you're towards the middle of the summer and Mm -hmm. you know, you've been on a plane every weekend for 20 weeks, you're like, okay, I don't want to see a plane again. However, I do like seeing all the different uh, tracks and the stadiums and the different locations. Like I try to make a point to at least go, you know, Yelp a specific restaurant that's not a chain and check out something in the downtown area or do that. So I love that part of it, especially with Supercross because we're more in like the cities. Um, But just in general, like I really can't complain watching motorcycle races every weekend. Like that's my job. I grew up racing off road. So I'm more of like single track through the trees. I'm not, I've never been yeah, I've okay. never wanted, I've never been into like the jumps and all that, but like watching these guys do the things that they do is just incredible. Like it still doesn't get old, like walking track walk sometimes, like I don't always go down there, but if I do go down, like just walking like the whoop section, it's so mind blowing to be like walking it and think like these guys are riding over it. Like it's nothing, you know, yeah. for some of them. Oh, for sure. Like knowing that Ken and Cole are literally going to, on the first lap, just like completely commit to those things. No problem. Yeah. It's nuts. They're so talented. I give it to every one of those guys that's out there doing it. And it's just, it's cool. And then it's cool to share like positive, um, like whether it's a win or not. Like when Ken came back last year for, uh, from his injury, obviously from the previous year. Yes. He didn't win at Oakland or, and he didn't win. He got second, but like that battle and that feeling of just like him crossing the finish line, like between his fiance and his mechanic, like it was a huge, like celebration, you know, (laughs) like just seeing him overcome everything that he has. And then even Cole, like I was in Houston when Cole won his first 450 race. Uh, what was that? Twenty fifteen. Fifteen, I think. Yeah, and they all blur together. I'm pretty sure. I, they seriously do. Houston. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just things like that that I know I'm kind of rambling, but it's just crazy. No, it. Like being able to share these things and be a very, very small part of it, and to be able to call this my job is just it's nuts. <laughs> Hey, Big MX listeners, thanks for listening to this episode. Check out these commercials, support our sponsors, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Big MX listeners, let's talk a little bit about Sick Wicks Candles. Sick Wicks is the small business that you may not have heard of so far, and that's why they're on the show right now. That's why we need to get you informed. Soy-based candles are phenomenal. They're not made with the same harmful chemicals that a paraffin wax candle are made from, and the scents are unbelievable. You need to check these out. The Morning Moto smells like coffee. The Privateer smells like beer, as it should. All these awesome candles, you got to check them out. They're motocross, dedicated, and uh, they, they, they burn nice and clean. they got that wood wick that sounds awesome. It, it pops and crackles just like a real fire. 
and uh, it's going to make your garage smell better. It's going to make your living room smell better. And if you take them into the bedroom, don't tell me about it, but enjoy it. You're going to love these candles, and you can find them at sickwicks.com. Head there right now. Enjoy them, and you're going to love them. Absolutely. Check them out. Only recently have the health benefits of CBD products been acknowledged by the masses. CBD is every bit as powerful as it is misunderstood. In the past, we've known so little about a vital system that exists in every single one of us. Medterra CBD products promote wellness and overall improved health so that you can be your very best each day. A passionate and dedicated staff have developed an impressive lineup of CBD products which help as a sleep aid, an anti-inflammatory, and for pain relief. Why choose Medterra CBD? Medterra CBD products are of the highest quality, purity tests are done extremely frequently, and their responsive and dedicated customer care team will guide you through your CBD journey. For more information or to browse Medterra CBD's products, please visit www.medterracbd.com. Medterra CBD, our CBD, your health. Since 1979, Maxima USA has changed lubrication. Industry-leading products have equated to hundreds of championships wherever quality lubricants are needed. Maxima has built a reputation for great quality by earning lifelong customers one at a time. Customers who trust in the complete lineup of products from Maxima USA. From our flagship Castor 927 mixing oil to our famous SC1, and the full array of market-leading products. Maxima has what you need on the track and in the garage. Maxima racing oils are proudly made in the USA. For more information, visit www.maximausa.com. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers off with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun, and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I do it my way, and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her, and i am got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize let's just have fun 
that's what my old man did and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free 90 percent of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun can't ever take that for granted two wheels till the wheels fall off man Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted and just an ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This fast house crew is gonna break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateers racing program throughout the day i'm talking pre-race strategy filming practice session sessions talking about the racetrack meeting the riders getting cool swag getting to hang out with guys like dave drakes getting to hang out with guys like me at the track it's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers you're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience check it out google the collective experience First thing that pops up, you can check out their intern program. You can check out all that fun stuff. You guys need to get on this program. Check it out. You can like Collective EX, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, the Collective XP is their uh, website, I believe. Check them out. The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there. Great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks to the support of Big MX Radio Broadcasts. Love being on the show and talk to you soon. Oh, for sure. And like um, in... Like in like the, the history of motocross, if people look back on these photos, like... 20 years down the road, um, they're going to see a ton of pictures of Ken Roxon, but they're also going to see a lot of you in the background. Like you're, I'm sure you're <laughs> like, you're, you're, you, I'm sure you could throw the roll through a, a magazine and find yourself like, I'm, Oh, I'm there. And look, I'm there. I'm right there. I, I'm probably holding a backpack, a hat, a water bottle and something else. Uh, but I'm, you know what I mean? It's, uh, you, you're, you're a part of that. And I think it's really cool. And those guys literally, if, if they call you mom, they must rely on you quite a bit. Uh, and that's a, that's a really special thing. Um, and on top of that, the fact yeah. that, uh, you're, you're passionate about two wheeled and off-road racing in general, like that's where your, your roots begin. Like, um, maybe you can kind of explain that a little bit to the listeners of like, um, like you're not just, uh, just a, a, a young woman who knows how to herd these cats so well, like you actually love this sport, you, you, you and you, you, you attach yourself to it. Uh, I think that's maybe something that, that makes you stick out more than anybody. Um, yeah, I grew up riding, like I learned to ride when I was five and it was, a my dad ra- rode, he raced uh, before I was born, but he always got hurt. So my mom pretty much put a kibosh on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just grew up and like, actually just some of the friends that I met, even in like grade school, their families rode. So, um, we rode just, you know, desert and all of that up until probably I was like, 13 or 14 
And then I'm very competitive. So I told my dad I wanted to race and I started with desert racing. And then from there, I sort of kind of focused more on Grand Prix. And I did um, the big six Grand Prix, which are District 37. It's just right. a off-road, you know, group down here. And then the works races. So I did those for a few years. Um, and then when I got into college, obviously that kind of became the focus. Like I knew that I personally as a woman or it just, you know, kind of women in general, it's, it's a hard sport to crack and to like make the living that you would want to make. Right. Um, or at least that I would. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of set my focus on, I want to be in the industry, but I want to do it on like the business side or I want to do it. So I went to school for sports marketing and communication. And I got very lucky that two weeks or about two weeks before I was actually graduating, I got a phone call from a friend that I raced with. I give her all the credit pretty much for where I am now because she called me and said, hey, I know that you're about to graduate. Um, this position's opening up with Honda. The girl, uh, Stephanie Nutt, I don't know if you've met her. She's so, now yeah. at, yeah, she's now at KTM. So she was actually the person in my role prior. Okay. So the position opened up and I applied just for experience. I never thought that they would hire me right out of school, but that was one of their things was, you know, you can learn and you can teach the PR side of it and the communication side of it in a real world situation with the race teams, but you can't teach moto and you can't teach passion about moto. You either kind of, that's something that you're into or it's not really. And so that was, I guess, a pretty big selling point for them. And, um, yeah, so I got the job and my first day was Anaheim one press conference, 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Very scary. No kidding. Um, so that's like, like that's kind of a weird, like, cause I'm trying to think of who was on the team that particular year. Uh, Brayton and Kennard. Brayton and Kennard. Well, that that actually that, that those are probably the two easiest guys you've ever worked with. Uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I meant earlier. I said earlier, yeah. like I've never really worked with anyone that's been um, difficult. Really, I mean, no. and I, I wouldn't even consider Josh Grant to be difficult. But if like if I'm looking into, like the last X number of years of of Honda guys, uh, like, and you're after Barsha. So I don't, th and I don't, not to say like, like he's a personality that sometimes yeah. doesn't jive with everyone all the time. I don't think I'm. Yeah, the most that I. Yeah. Uh, Bam Bam was good. Like him and I have a real, still to this day, have a really good relationship. Good. I think the only thing that I he made it challenging is obviously some of the on track moves. People would then you'd get questions from media, so you kind of had to like not filter, but right fluff that. <laughs> oh, for sure, and like then, then that's uh, that's justified, and, and I'm sure no different than uh, not enjoying to have to field all of those uh, this last year. Um, and like I, I would, couldn't stand it with this, this last year when I went to the Anaheim One press conference, and literally, I think there was twelve guys up there, which I think is for the most part ridiculous. Um, but to be honest, yeah. but like literally, I think if a hundred questions got asked. 98 of them were about Ken and his arm. And I'm like, I like the guy couldn't have rolled his eyes any harder after the last one. 
uh, you almost got to feel yeah. for the guy a little bit. And then for you, like you're as like a caring mother on the sidelines being like, damn it, I just want to like go in there and strangle everyone who keeps asking about his damn arm. Yeah. And I understand obviously being on the press side of it, that that's a huge topic of conversation. And that's a number like that's as an athlete coming back from that, it's huge. So people want to ask those questions, but it did come to a point uh, a few rounds in where Ken texted myself, his agent, and basically said, like, I'm done talking about it. Yeah. You know, I've got a couple good races under my belt. I'm focusing forward. I want to, I want everyone else to do the same. Like he was so over answering the same exact questions. So from there, you know, I had to take that and filter any interviews that requests that people had was, Hey, you can talk to him, but here's the, here's the catch is like, you know, please focus on how he's doing this season and the forward portion, you know, moving forward. And he was totally fine too, with um, people pulling his quotes from other interviews. So yeah, well, I've said it once. I'm like, that's how I'm answering that question. Yeah. Yeah. So that ended up being a thing was I talked to the guys at Feld and for the, all of their pitching, I said, look, we're not, we're not talking about it. So if whoever wants to talk about it or has questions, either send them to me and I can answer them on his behalf. Cause I've yeah. been around him doing these interviews over and over, or I will send you a link to four other interviews that he's done and you can just pull his quotes directly from there. Boom. That, uh, that, that's uh, quick and easy. Just like that. Do you, do you, if you're going to answer on his behalf, like, do you have a Ken Roxon German accent that you use or <laughs> no, oh, okay. definitely not. <laughs> Fair enough. That might be in poor taste. Um, and, but uh, no, like you do a fantastic job with these guys. It's amazing to hear that you do, this will be your seventh year uh, with the team. I'm sure that uh, this is crunch time as much as uh, most people really enjoy the holidays, uh, Mandy, but you probably uh, lament them trying to tie up all the loose ends before and, and then hopefully to take a small snapshot of what would be Christmas uh, and then move on to uh, like a, maybe like five days out, out of uh, Anaheim one. Like uh, this is a, this is a very busy time for you. Yeah, it's crunch time for sure. I mean, obviously the team on the team's end, they're buckling down and they're getting all of their riding and the testing and, you know, the race trucks stocked and ready to go. Um, but on my end, you know, we're approving poster designs and trying to get all of the artwork to printers to make sure that we can get 30. <laughs> I order 33,000 posters for each rider per year. So getting that, you know, submitted to get those printed before Anaheim one with a two week, realistically, you know, kind of a two week holiday period yeah. is, um, is tough. And especially the next like week because Honda actually shuts down, um, not the race team, of course, but in, you know, corporate, they actually shut down for, um, the Chris, the week of Christmas. And then the days leading up to, I think is just a Monday <laughs> and the Tuesday of new year's day, even right. day. Yeah. So everything has to be approved and ready to move forward by next Friday so that when everyone leaves, I'm still able to like continue my work and get everything done. And um, it, yeah, it's crazy. So I just actually was looking at, we got our kind of rough cut of our team video, um, getting social stuff done for that. Our photo shoot images should be coming in today or tomorrow. 
um, sending all that out to sponsors and anyone that I've received requests from so far, like it's all over the place. Fair enough. So I'll make sure to fill your box with a bunch of uh, uh, requests first thing tomorrow morning just to throw you for a loop. Um, You doubted us. I'm going to put this totally out there. You completely doubted we'd fill a half hour. We're into 37 minutes of radio gold and we're not quite done. I got three more questions for you before I let you go. But this has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) I'm I'm glad I like I told you when we before you started recording I was I'm pretty nervous because I'm not normally the one doing the interviews I'm the one setting them up so but yeah I did I doubted us I was like 30 minutes that's a long time uh, I could talk to a blank wall for 30 minutes so um <laughs> and, but I'm, I'm much enjoying this a whole lot more um and you've done a fantastic job the the interrogation lights are bright they're hot but you uh, you you shine under the lights and uh, I really appreciate you giving me the time. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, this being your seventh year coming up, six years of fantastic memories. Uh, You've seen your athletes win races. You've seen your athletes fall harder than they've ever fallen in their lives. Uh, What are, what memory, like what, what was the, say like a positive memory? What's your favorite memory from the last six years working with this team um, that you can really cherish and that like sort of like uh, when, when the job gets tough, if you're not, you happen to be having a, a tough day at work when, when uh, there's nine podcasts that you've never heard of, want to talk to Ken Rocks and what is that memory that you think of that kind of makes everything okay? Oh, wow. Um, Sorry, I asked the hard hitting questions. No, it's, well, there's just so many different things um and there's I guess a few different ways I could answer it because I could answer it like race related um like uh Trey Kennard's win at Oakland um what year was that I think that was 15 also actually I think that was 15 Um, is that the year after he comes back from his back yeah um Oh, hold. I got to plug in. I got a 10% alert. <laughs> no problem. No um, problem. Yeah, I would say that was huge. Um, it was, That one was funny, too, because I had actually broken my femur like a week or two before the season started. So I was on Goodness. crutches and I um, he was like about to I think we were like two laps or from the end and I'm like oh my gosh I cannot miss this him crossing the line and not being on the floor because that's normally where I watch from and so I'm like hobbling down the tunnel on my crutches like pretty much running not actually using the crutches and he crossed the finish line and it was just so exciting like his family was there you know the team was there and everyone was just so excited but I think that I mean Cole's win in Houston was huge and then Ken in Redbud. Uh, Redbud was, you know, obviously he, I, he got that win, probably not, you know, not the way he wanted. Right. But it was just one of those things, him crossing the line. Like his fiance was in tears, which put me in tears because it was just that, like, holy crap, he did it again. <laughs> like, um, he's back, you know, he's been there, he's been battling, and he's overcome all this stuff again. So, I mean, race moments, there's a lot of them, but I think overall it's just like the friendships yeah. that I've, I've gained. Like some of my best girlfriends are other girls that have like worked in the industry. Um, 
Shay Murphy, who worked for Feld and now is at TLD, um, Brady Bowers, Tyler's wife, like we're all really good friends. And I wouldn't have ha- developed those relationships if it wasn't for the traveling circus, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, totally. And I like uh, you, you seem to have uh, developed some te- telepathic powers there, as that was literally sort of the next question I had for you because. Um, there are so like, you're not the only mother in the pits there. There's a, basically a team mom almost under every single truck. I know that, uh, like, uh, the, I, I, her name escapes me from Kawasaki. Um, and, Vanessa. Like, yes, Vanessa, like you guys are like, yeah. like, like team moms and it's so awesome. You guys totally take care of business. You're like maybe the biggest badasses in the pits. Uh, and you guys seem to yeah, have this I, like, sort of, yeah. Tell me about that. I, yeah, I actually stayed with Vanessa the last two nights, um, or not last night, but Monday night and Tuesday night for the preseason, like for those Feld days. Um, I actually live quite a bit north of LA, so it's a bit of a drive. So she's like, yeah, just come stay with me. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Like her and then, um, Leslie, she was doing it for TLD and Red Bull KTM. Right. Um, for a couple seasons and now is at hundred percent. Like we're all such good friends. Like we're going bar hopping this weekend for like a Christmas party. I love it. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just cool. It's, you know, and I feel like you kind of learn like in such a male dominated sport. And a lot of it is um, kind of who you bro down with. And it's nice to find other women who are, very work oriented and very career driven and like, aren't there to, I don't want to say like not date the ride, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. They're there there for genuine reasons of business. Yeah. And they're, and they're badasses. And like, so it's nice that I just, you like gravitate towards each other of like being like in your own kind of area. Like, and so you can always count on them on to like relate to in terms of like, and with Vanessa being on another team, like it, it works with our jobs because I'll be like, I'll text her or I'll email her and I'll be like, Hey, like, where are you guys signing for this weekend? Like, these are the requests I've got, you know, I'm trying to go to this one or, you know, I want to go to one where there's multiple brands. Cause then you get a bigger turnout making it worth our time or, Hey, I disagree with this on uh, something Feld or MX Sports says, what are your guys' thoughts? So you kind of, you have a friendship, but then you also have like a work relationship on trying to make it easier for our teams and our riders. Oh, for sure. You guys are uh, strong business-minded ladies who are, uh, while me and the rest of the guys are all busy broing down and thinking that we're really cool, <laughs> you guys are actually running the sport or you're going to like scoop it out from under our feet before we even know it. It's just going to, it's going to be an overnight takeover that we're, we never saw coming. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, like I can't imagine, like, especially I could just imagine like a text message or a conversation between you and Vanessa. You're like, oh man, Ken hates when he loses and, and like, and Vanessa's like, you don't even know what what Eli's like when he loses. Like, it's it is not okay. And it's like you're just having like one up conversations about how much each, each guy hates to lose. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of what we were saying even, but it was something similar to that during outdoors. Like, yeah. granted, yeah, Eli was just dominant, and he. I I don't even know where he gets that speed. And some of those races, I was just still blown away, but there's definitely a shit talking element between her and I mm-hmm. of like, oops, sorry. Like my guy was better today. <laughs> like, 
like, hey, what happened there? You know, and just it's like, we, yeah, yeah we you're like actual te- your actual mothers being like, oh, my kid's faster. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, last question I have for you. Like you mentioned earlier, you do a ton of traveling. You're on the road all the time. So other than going on Yelp and finding a boss place to go eat that's got uh, the best filet mignon, what are the absolute essentials? You're not leaving the house without these particular things. I know you've got a checklist. You probably check it twice. What's on that list? Oh, I pretty much make it easy. I almost wear, like, I'm pretty sure my race team and anyone that travels probably thinks I only have, like, two or three sets of clothes because I wear the same thing for the most part. If it works, why mess it up? So it's, like, goes in the bag, use it for the race, goes in the wash, and get pretty much folded and put right back in the bag. That way you're not, like, bringing a bunch of extra stuff that you don't need. Um toiletries, you know, obviously it's just travel. I hate checking a bag. So even if I am gone for, you know, like a Wednesday to Sunday or even longer, I will try and figure out how to make it work in a carry-on. I don't know. Checking a bag just drives me absolutely insane. (laughs) But um, I I don't know. I would say more than anything, just headphones. You can't noise. I just got noise canceling for my husband. I don't know how I've gone you know, like you said, seven or eight seasons without right. noise canceling headphones, but they are like life changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You might have to have like, like they were a gift for him, but now they're yours or maybe now you need to have a matching set. Well, actually, yeah. So it was our anniversary, our first anniversary and he got me noise canceling headphones and we were, thank you. We were leaving to go to Oregon on, you know, a personal family trip and he wore them on the plane ride up because I had to work. So I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to get on Wi-Fi. Like I have a bunch of stuff I need to do anyways. So I told him, I'm like, don't get too comfortable with those. Cause those are mine. We ended up going to Costco while we were in Oregon and bought him a pair too. Because... Yep. Absolutely. So. And like, you might have to like talk to like the marketing department over at HRC and be like, we need bows. We need bows as a sponsor on this team. I don't care if it's yeah. just trade or even if like I'll put a low, I'll put a sticker on the bike if I can get a set of uh, noise canceling headphones. Those things are awesome, especially the Bluetooth ones uh, or something. Yeah, along that's those what they lines. are. They're so cool. Yeah, but uh, Mandy, this has been an awesome podcast. I can't thank you enough for your time, Mandy Fontaine, here on the Big MX Radio podcast. I think this is a really cool look into all the things that you do, and I think it sort of translates into uh, other really strong women who uh, handle the business at the races and do something similar to what you do, and I think it's something that not nearly enough people knew about, and now they know a little bit more, so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to shed some light on that. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you asking, and Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> Not at all. I would I would be glad to hear that you'll listen to this back and say and, and know that uh, you smashed it just as much as I know that you did. Um, this has been awesome. I really appreciate the the time uh, tonight. Um, and yeah, I, I uh, thank you. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, obviously now you have my email, so yes. reach out if you need anything. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're gonna cut it off right there. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Big MX Radio Podcast. 
The Big MX Radio Podcast is brought to you by Maxima, proven under the toughest conditions. The Collective Experience. Access your dreams at thecollectivex.com. Sickwix Candles. Soy candles and wax melts for moto fans like you. The Fast House. Find out more about when rules review at thefasthouse.com. Medterra CBD. Our CBD, your health. Find out more at medterracbd.com. And finally, FMF Racing. 45 years of mixing gas and hauling ass. Thanks, little D. Love the support.